Back Pocket presents Golden Nuggets. There are golden nuggets in every podcast we do. Here are our three golden nuggets. Enjoy. Before Alter, I worked for Core Power for almost eight years in the role of director of operations. So helped build that company from a very small little 13-unit yoga studio company into about 180 locations when I left. Um, I'm just passionate about the fitness industry and about what that does for people. So, uh, you know, left uh, core power with all that experience and decided to start up something a little bit different. How have you seen, like, fitness in general since you've been involved with it for the past almost decade? Yeah. Like, how, how have you seen it just kind of evolve and change over those years? I, I think fitness is, there's more awareness around fitness. Mm-hmm. More people are participating in boutique fitness particularly. What, uh, do you mean, I, what do you mean by that, by the way? So boutique fitness, thinking about you're not your big box companies, not your gyms that you go to and you've got a workout floor and a you know a spin class and a, a yoga class and a this class boutiques that really specialize in specific styles of workouts. Okay. When I started with Core Power, um, there really weren't any other boutique studios. Core Power was kind of unique at the time. I mean, there were other yoga studios, but in terms of a company that was looking to scale um, a boutique brand, there weren't very many of them at the time. So now, honestly, I feel like it's a little bit of a dogfight for boutique fitness. There are tons of studios oh, yeah. all over, right? They're popping up everywhere. And um, and they're good. I mean, it, it's more people are engaging in fitness, which is good for all of us. So, and is boutique fitness more um, like sole ownership, like one studio, or are, can you find franchisees of boutique boutique fitness? Yeah, you could find franchisees. It's in my mind, boutique fitness really has to do with the size and the scale. Like, what does the experience feel like when you walk in the doors? Do you check it at a front desk? you know with lots of other members or are you kind of checking in with a smaller group and to me boutique is smaller uh small groups of people coming and going and really specific offerings not trying to do everything for everybody okay so you're sitting eight years at core power yes and you just get this this bug this little itch in the back of your brain just saying hey yeah yeah. What do you think? Like, how does this work? So Carrie and I work together pretty closely. Carrie's my business partner at Alter, mm-hmm. and we work together pretty closely at Core Power. Um, and so just real quick, what was your role at Core Power? Director you're... of Operations. Okay. Oh, so you were up Yeah, there. and Carrie was the Chief Operations Officer, so we worked really closely together on wow. scaling the business, building the business. Um, Is Core Power locations. a Minneapolis company? They're ba- based in Denver. Based in Denver. Oh, okay. Based in Denver. Okay, okay so that's why you've been around in Denver. That's why I've been in Denver quite right a bit. Okay. Great city. Uh, and Core Power is a great company. At, at one point in its growth cycle, Core Power sold to a private equity firm. So a major ownership went to a, a large group of investors who pumped tons of money into the company. And when that happens for a company, it's amazing because the company is able to grow very quickly. However, sometimes when that happens, company culture starts to shift and change. As you would imagine, it goes from being uh, kind of family operated, even though it was big, we, it was very family kind of feeling, to a very uh, hard corporate structure. and. Carrie had the inkling to leave before I did. She, you know, some things um, about core power just didn't feel the same to her anymore. And she uh, talked about starting something new and she and I talked about it. And I stayed a little bit longer than she did. Okay. And uh, and then we had we had coffee one morning and I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving core power and I want to really be serious about starting something together and starting something new and different. And uh, and that was it. We, we, we did it. So why Minneapolis? We both live in Minneapolis. Okay. Um, we both live here. And uh, I understand this market pretty well. Um, when I worked for Core Power, it was one of the markets I oversaw, and uh, it's just a good place to to have roots in. It's it's a it's a somewhat big city, but it's still a small city. It's easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cosmopolitan. The people here care about what they look like, what they feel like. It just 
it's a good market to be in, honestly. And a lot of the bigger brands don't, um, I don't think they take many Atlas as seriously as they could. You know, we don't have a lot of the big brand fitness companies here, so um, it's a good place for a boutique to start. I think what's crazy too is um, just the extreme patience you had. So you leave Core Power, and it wasn't until a year later that you really got this thing going with Carrie. Yeah. And then you're talking about another three months of just training people in, and then you release it, and then you let go. Yeah. Like every, and you're talking about conversations and tea, coffee, and just writing. Like Andrew and I decided one day to go buy a mic, and then we recorded that day. You know, like, yeah, like we just kind of hit the ground running, but it sounds like your your process and your just patience and planning was phenomenal. Thank you for saying that. It it, it takes time. The reality is to do something right takes time in this realm anyway. Um, the real estate game here in Minneapolis takes time. You just aren't going to walk into a spot. It's not like renting a, an apartment or. And I didn't know, you know, at Core Power, my role was very specific. I was based in operations. So anything that had to do with the product and the studios, great. But I didn't source out new locations. I didn't uh, negotiate real estate deals. So being part of Alter means, you know, as an owner, you do all of it. And uh, really, real estate was took a long time. And then likewise, just sharpening up the concept and the language and, and, and the name. The name came... I don't know. I would say the name, we didn't land on the name probably for a good six or seven months into really um, developing it. You know, Alter existed and we had a lot of different names and, and some of them uh, were already trademarked, like I mentioned. And uh, and then some were not good. Like we uh, we actually bought the trademark for one sweat, the number one in the word sweat. And that was almost going to be the name of Alter. And, and like gut check was like, ah. Uh, do women like the word sweat? Like, does it have some sort of dirty connotation to it? You know what I mean? Like, is that the result of working out or does it feel dirty? And so... I would have um, crushed the football market. I I liked it. Uh, you know, <laughs> but after a while, I thought there were a lot of fun, clever branding moments with the one sweat. Um, and then you get kind of stuck on something. You're like, well, this is it. And then we bought the trademark. It was like, oh my goodness. And that process takes forever too. Um, but I'm glad we landed on Alter. And surprisingly enough, you know, Alter was available with or without the second value. You know, there can't be any sort of confusion with brands and trademarks. And mm -hmm. so um, we were grateful to get that name. Also, just being kind of a small brain guy, Alter, A-L-T-E-R versus A-L-T-A-R. There's kind of a discrepancy there, right? Yeah. So just eliminating, it's just a great move. It's right. It's like you're trying. It fits. I don't know. It just it looked, it sounded better. It's yeah. kind of cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so... Um, we tapped in a lot about Alter, and I probably will probably get on to a little bit more eventually, but I would love to tap into Vinny. Sure. Let's um, do it. Let's, uh -oh. get, let's get into it. Uh-oh. So All our right. first question when we ask about our guest is, what's your average quality? And, yeah. and we like to frame it in a way you do something well at times, and other times you don't do it as well. So Vinny, what would be your average quality? Yeah, I, getting started. And that might sound kind of crazy, but getting started really is my average quality because I can be really good about getting started with things and, um, and feel good about what I'm doing. Also, getting started could be a process that paralyzes me, like just completely stops me in my tracks, and uh, and you almost like don't do it, right? Like I thought about doing alter for a, a while, and it was, can I really do this? And will it be right? Will it be perfect? And sometimes you do, you just do it. You're like, get started, and sometimes you you just don't. You uh, you let the whole process of something evolving come before getting started if that makes any sense is it 
kind of nerves then that really drive the getting started or hinder the getting started process for you yeah i think it's nerves i think it's this desire to be perfect which is so crazy because no one's perfect and nothing is ever perfect and if you think about it companies are really just a bunch of people that got together with ideas right and so um it's uh it could be doubt or even you know insecurity even having some sort of a background that you feel good about and you're like okay i understand this there are still those doubts and still those insecurities and uh and for me sometimes getting started it's it's paralyzing i i mean that you know sincerely it happens to me now at alter when i'm trying to work on something new it's like just start get started like do it and i start it and i'm like this is not right it could be better and it's like no you just got to do it and then maybe refine it later but start the process and was Carrie helpful in this in this situation, or was she kind of the same way? She's guys... the same. Okay, really. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Carrie's a little bit better than me, I guess, in in terms of uh, moving things forward. But at the same, she she strives for perfection too, and sometimes you know that would paralyze both of us. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's so crazy. Man. <laughs> so is that a fair answer to yeah, that no, question? That's an excellent answer because really, it's bringing awareness to something that you re- you realize. I want to be really, I want to be great at this at one day. Yes, and right now it's just that's you're not great at it. But yes. it's your average quality. And yes, it's not supposed to be looked at in negative by any means. It's just supposed to be something like, hey, this is just the reality. Show up and suck. Yes, if you have to, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to. Great. I think that's one thing that um, we we really unpacked on our last podcast with Mark Mitri. And it's this idea that like the most successful, the greatest minds in the world, they all have the same fears, the insecurities, all the same kind of average qualities as you do. And I think that's just really good to point out. And you were saying like the companies, like, hey, the company's just a group of people with some ideas. Yes. How do you how do you harness those ideas? How do you pursue those ideas and really manifest the ideas? Yes, and be okay with making a mistake. It's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to always be perfect. You're exactly. going to make mistakes. It's owning them and, and trying to move forward quickly from them. Um, Have you gotten like comfortable with getting started over time since you've done it? You know, for the last year and a half. Because how old you're since you started Alter August of 2017? Correct. Yes. So you're a little over a year in now. Yes. So have you gotten comfortable over that time? Um, I, you know, the comfortability doesn't just come with being more aware of what Alter really means and what it is, because we have a better understanding of our brand now and the workout and everything evolves. I feel really good about what we're doing. Um, sometimes it just comes with you as as a person growing, right? And so as I mature, I become more comfortable with myself and who I am and and all of my flaws. Um, and yes, I am better about um, getting started and I'm, I'm aware of it at least I'm aware of it so if I do get paralyzed I know what's going on and then I give myself that internal pep talk like just dude start it put something on paper open up your laptop type something whatever it is get this idea started move right it, move mm-hmm. it forward document you got started and we can and I know our marketing interns can see the same thing that you're very proud of what you've been able to put out so far in this 12 13 14 months um, but going back even before that and before core power or before yeah core power what was that initial draw to fitness? Yeah. Um, was it just you You just so happened to land a job? Because you just did operations. It wasn't particularly fitness. Yeah. So I'm really curious on that kind of path. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so before I worked for Core Power, I was in operations for a retail company. I had a pretty big job with them. Loved the company. Um and I did yoga as a personal way of working out. I tried lots of workouts. I was a gym person. I, staying healthy was important to me. 
staying in shape, I suppose. And especially when I was younger, you know, there's that vanity. You want to look good. You want to feel good. Um, and as you get older, you still want to look good. You want to feel good. Um, so that drew me personally to fitness. And then I found yoga. Fitness was like trial of so many different concepts and so many different things. And honestly, like I didn't really ever enjoy anything. And then yoga was something that I stuck with. I found myself showing up at the yoga studio every day, sometimes twice a day. So I'm like, okay, something's happening here. At a point, my job got so out of control, busy, crazy, like some people's jobs do, and I started to lose my yoga practice. So um, I left the job. You know, I worked for this company for about five years, left the job, and uh, took the summer off and decided to go into teacher training at Core Power Yoga. I was like, okay, let, uh, I like yoga. Maybe I should teach yoga. I'm, I'm interested in it anyway, so let's see what mm-hmm. this looks like. Took teacher training. From there, a Core Power approached me about a management position, and Honestly, I thought, what kind of money can I make being a studio manager for a yoga company? However, I loved the owner. I met him. I thought he was fantastic. I met some of the other partners involved in Core Power, and I knew that even though maybe it wasn't a salary that was in line with what I had made in the past, it was a company that felt like it was going somewhere and also um, a product that I felt really good about being behind. And likewise, I was able to stay healthy at work, so it was like this, you know, this win-win situation so that really was my path into a career in fitness i never um anticipated it i honestly if you would have asked me in college if i would have opened a fitness studio it would have been like the furthest thing from my mind truly <laughs> that's Tru- awesome truly yes. <laughs> oh. so we talk about giselle Giselle also connected us with a, a, a de- connected Declan with a comedian, Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. Shout out Lisa, who uh, will eventually be on the show because we just love her story. Yeah. Um, so we got connected with her, and more, more so Declan got connected with her and kind of told him the ropes of, if you want to get into stand-up comedy, maybe you should follow this path. Declan didn't follow that path. Declan, want to break it down? Yeah, so I texted her. After Giselle gives me her contact, and I'm like, hey, I'm thinking of going to Acme on Monday. That's their open mic, and I want to do my bit. And she's like, great. Acme's a really tough place to start, though. You're usually going to be speaking to 200 people. Um, start your name, but you just got You have to be confident in your material. Otherwise, if you, if you don't, if you flop, they won't let you back on for 6 to 12 months. And you could sign up every Monday, and they wouldn't let you on. And so that, like, freaked me the hell out. You have three minutes, one bit, one opportunity. And she's like, send me some material if you'd like. So I sent her my stuff and uh, it was basically just a recording of me in the car in traffic, just saying my bit essentially. And it was like five minutes and she responded like, hey, this is great. You're moving a little fast, blah, 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 giving me some feedback. And I, my confidence was kind of shot. It wasn't her fault at all, but just like the anxiety of the whole situation going in. And I mean, she just helped me out because just making me aware of all the things that was going on. And... I delivered. I just got up there. I forgot about the nerves. Andrew and I, I, I got there at 6 and performed at 8.15. And, uh, yeah, it was wild. Thanks for showing up, by the way, at, like, 6.15. Keep me company because I was so nervous. I've never been that nervous in my life. And I crushed it. I thought I crushed it. Yeah, should we uh, see if the marketing interns lock it? Yeah, so let's uh, let's roll the bit right now. It's three minutes. You guys be the determiner. Hopefully you laugh. If you did, leave a five-star review and a, and a comment saying funny bit. Uh, and let's get to it. Yo, so my name's Declan. Just like my man Sheldon, dude, I had a 
I have some cones for nipples, dude. And I'm, Sheldon, that's why you wear a sweatshirt, bro. I'm kidding, together. Uh, but anyways, dude. Oh, last six weeks, my car has broke down three times. And it, oh, yeah, thank you. And uh, I had to be taking a lot of Ubers to work. So by the way, who's who's an Uber driver in here? Just like curious. Full spider. Yo, my one man, dude. You look like a you look like a Craig back there. So my, my man Craig, shout out to you, man. Getting people home safe, no more drunk driving. I mean, it's not an excuse anymore. Um, but man, they got me thinking about Uber. And I just think back to 2009, when uh, when the founders of Uber went to all these venture capitalists, you know, these Gary Vaynerchuks, these, these uh, you know, VCs, they call them, the guys with money. And they go, and the conversation kind of went like this. They were like, what if I told you that you could have a limo ride with a touch of a button? And they would be like, okay, is this like an actual limo? They'd be like, absolutely not. It's a random dude like Craig, and he shows up in his Prius, and he asks you, and he goes, hey, what's your name? De Declan, Uber for Declan. He goes, yep, that's you. Get in. <laughs> and you get in, dude. You just fucking hop in. You're like, yo. But for me, dude, I hop in the front seat, all right? You hop in the front seat. That's the weirdest flex you can do, but it's you hop in the front seat. Because the front seat's just better than the fucking back seat. Who the hell sit just chooses the back seat? When you, I'm a, from a family of five, right? I didn't just fucking vouch for right nut. I didn't just fucking sit there like, yeah, I got hump. That's all me, man. No, dude, I, I got the front seat if I was there. Obviously, I gave it to my mom. God bless her, my dad would drive. And you know, I'm a mama's boy, you know? That's who I am, my name's Declan, by the way, sure. Um, where's my light, by the way? My, um, anyways, but it got me thinking, dude, like, Uber's just wild. So I got into comedy six weeks ago just thinking, like, man, should I do this, you know, am I funny? So it was just kind of the six weeks of just convincing myself if I was funny. And so what, what I decided to do is I would just tell the Uber driver my bit. And so I'd go into the Uber driver. Just imagine this, like, you have two Uber drivers, two, two kinds of Uber drivers. You have one who's just terrified, and you have the other one who has just, like, this baller Uber story, right? And so I go in there, I sit down front seat, obviously, and I go, hey, how you doing, you know, whatever. You wanna hear my comedy bit? And they just look at me like this, dude. Like, no, dude, I don't wanna hear your shit. Where do you wanna go? Thank you, guys. Alrighty, let's keep this going. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Golden Nuggets. If you want to watch this version of Golden Nuggets, go onto YouTube and search The Back Pocket Podcast. You'll go into that channel and you'll be able to find everything you need. If you want to read The Golden Nuggets, go to yourbackpockets.com. That's with an S, yourbackpockets.com. And, and go under the tab blog because that's where you'll be able to read it. If you want to interact with us, go on to social media, The Back Pocket Podcast on Instagram or on Twitter, underscore The Back Pocket. You know the drill. Interact with us. We love your interaction. Take care.